Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Value Guys Stock Talk Show with Val Hughes, the cleaning ladies, and Momentum. And we are 31-year Wall Street veterans who have had to take on secret identities and go underground. I don't think we can do this with that. It sounds on. like we're underground. Underground in order to provide you with our candid views on a handful of stocks that we screen for in the shop here each week. You've seen our faces on TV, you've seen us quoted in the news, but our bosses would never allow our unfiltered views on the air, so we've disguised our voices and they'll never know. This week, it's April 27, 2012, and we have done a, uh, a high margin screen. We've screened for high uh, EBITDA margins and have looked through there for some good values. We've got three good names this week, uh, but before we get to that, a couple of important caveats. First, this show is for entertainment purposes only. That's not a guarantee. Secondly, uh, Mo and I are professional analysts during the week, and we do a lot of uh, careful analysis, um, conference calls, management meetings, etc. and we've done absolutely none of that here on the show. We're just kicking back after work. And then uh, third, let's see, I want to get all these in. Um, our lawyer says to remind you that we may not have your best interests in mind, so do your own work. We may be recommending the opposite of what's best for you. And then fourth, uh, I have been drinking a little bit this week, I have to admit. Been so, drinking all week. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, see all our disclosures, caveats, pictures, uh, bios, etc., links to best ideas, all kinds of stuff at www.thevalueguys.com. Okay. So here we are, another exciting week on The Value Guys, and I hear we've got a cleaning lady in the background. So They start they start yeah. like 1 in the morning. <laughs> I don't know. So just fast forward if you want to. We'll try to wait for the good stuff till she's gone. But oh, she's down the hallway. Yeah, there but I'm, we're on a clock, so I gotta get. I got somewhere to go tonight, Mo. I gotta do. I gotta get the show wrapped up. You have a life. Yeah. Good. What, what, so do you. What are you talking no, about? I know. I know. Didn't you do something exciting uh, this week? I was. Uh, I, I was in. You did. I was in Europe, you know, and down yeah. business, and uh, you know right. the, what the the gossip there is. I don't. I don't. Uh, I, I I don't know. Well, we said on the show, I think it was two weeks ago, that Apple's uh, market cap surpassed Poland. Yeah. So it was actually it was bigger than Poland. Um, and what do what they think about that? They, okay. they think they're talking about uh, having Apple actually replace Poland in the EC. <laughs> really? Right. And there, there is a lot of talk about a conversion of the euro to the Apple Ah, so there's you, that you know you 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 don't hear that when you lead interesting in the United lives States. over there on your side. Uh, and I was uh you know it was amazing. It was huh. amazing. And then I get back here, another big international story. Yeah, Walmart. Walmart. Who would have thunk, huh? Bribing people. I can't in believe Mexico. it. Uh, who in was, Mexico? I mean, who? Uh, there's no one that's bribing anyone in Mexico, well, let alone Walmart. It's probably of the all most people. Mexico's probably the most buttoned-down country in the world next to Switzerland. That's the most honest country I've ever visited. So, you know, they did a big internal investigation. They found out they were actually bribing people. That's so shocking. They, they make the guy the chairman of the company. Well, probably help the company, I and, guess, in um, some way. So help six, their, uh, six years, yep, six years have expired. That's beyond the statute of limitations. They find out that they've been bribing Mexican officials. <coughs> Cheers. Cheers. Go ahead. And, Sorry. Uh, Didn't mean to interrupt there. So we're all shocked. I'm completely shocked. Shocked Oops. and appalled. I'm shocked. I don't know in which order. Uh, so 
So that. What do you think is going to come of that? I don't know, but uh, be yep. interesting to see that play out. They might stop speaking Spanish in Walmart. Here's our here's our um, should be a public company idea. No way. Yeah. Last week, a New York City preschool. Yeah. Announced that they are going to begin doing DNA testing of, prof- of, of prospective four-year-olds to see. Who the geniuses are going to be? Well, the or, DNA can actually yeah. predict who will be a partner at Goldman Sachs versus <laughs> a, a VP. Oh, my God. Right? Who's going to be a department head? That's in who will the be D- at Barclays versus Goldman? That's that important. Is, that's true. That is in the DNA. So you do that testing. It's a way of ensuring future contrib- you know, Ah, yeah, exactly. maximize the value of your school. That's brilliant. So they're We doing should do that around that. here with analysts. So, Unfortunately, there are no publicly traded DNA educational testing companies yet. No. I think we should raise money, yeah. start one, yeah. and then take it public. Why don't we do something at uh, it's gonna be huge. eBay Securities? When you look Absolutely. at how broke colleges are, if colleges did DNA testing, to only procure the best prospective contributors. And you can screen. That is so wise, Why Mo. screen for intelligence when yeah. you can construct? When you can screen, screen for future, future contributors, present value. Exactly. There you go. Wow. So, well, there's a nice finance, you know, theorem that we and can And there's a out. good lead into. Yeah. Uh, okay. Our, well, our we've got a couple things going this week. Um, you know, we've been doing uh, screens that we run in the shop, and uh, and screens really are meant to basically give you an inbox to go through. You got to go through these things. There's no black boxes on the uh, in the value shop. So you're just trying to get something to work on, you know. And so uh, I think we've run a PE screen a couple weeks ago. You can go see that. I'm, we're naming the show with the type of screen to help you look through the uh, index there. Uh, what else? We did a, an enterprise value to sales. Right. We right. did an ROA, return on assets, and then ranked by valuation. We did a couple different things. This week we did a margin screen, EBITDA margin, earnings before interest taxes, and depreciation um, divided by sales. So, in effect, it's trying to be a cash flow number before you have to reinvest in, you know, inventories and things like that. Wait a minute. The cleaning lady's here. Hold on. Hello, ma'am. Oh, you want to get the trash? Okay. That's fine. Come on in. Uh, we're just uh, I think it's the first time working. we've had a guest on we've the show. We've never had a guest on the show. That's a step in the more professional yeah. direction. No, I think so. Moving up in the right. Thank you very much. Um, I think we're not quite done with the wine, so we're still working on that. And just just bear with us. This will just be a minute. Um, and, uh, and then I have this, ma'am. And this, so, is, a, this is actually a live broadcast. This is not okay. a... Uh, Thank this you. is not a simulation. Right. That was real, a real <laughs> yeah, person there. That wasn't. We weren't using garage band no. to simulate the rustle of the garbage. You know, we get in here, it's like an airplane cockpit. You really don't expect somebody to walk in here. Yeah. But then here it is. All Especially right. since well, we're so kind of out there in space. I'm right. so much more comfortable now. It's so tidy in here now, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, looks good. So, or, anyway, where, where was I? Iconics. Uh, uh, no, what was I? I was talking about you the screen. Saying, so yes, it's an the, EBITDA the margin. margin. It's trying to be a cash flow before uh, contributions to inventories, receivables, things like that, capital spending, all that. But me, it, it's kind of a proxy for cash flow. Let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. The first name on the, in the group has got a 66% cash flow margin. Okay, which is, uh, you know, we didn't name the, the we're going to I'm asking you a conceptual yeah, question yeah, first. Yeah, sure. Though. Okay. 66%. What's, yeah. Like, what's the S&P? 
cash flow margin? Uh, you know, I'm going to have to guess because I don't have that number. Well, you guess at everything else. Yeah, why not? It's entertainment purposes. I'm going to say the uh, S&P 500 EBITDA margin is around 15, 14. 15. 13. And these and these companies are 66. This is 66. And they're legal. It's a legal company. Yeah. And it came up on the screen. We The reason these are high margin is we screened on high margin. That's the beauty of these screens. Is what are they, why there's are a, we looking there's at a, this? There's a concept that's easy to understand. <laughs> why are we looking right. at this? Well, it's high margin. All right. That's why. So the first guys. Well, let me name all three so yep. you can fast yep. forward. It's Iconics, ticker I-C-O-N, Iridium. No, wait. That's no, a shout-out. Oh, I'm shout sorry. Out. We're doing a couple shout-outs. Iridium. That almost made the screen. Uh, number two, Nevson, NSU, which sounds like a Nevada State University logo as well. Right. Portfolio Recovery Associates, P-R-A-A. So you can fast forward to your favorite if you want to. Pra. First up, Iconics Brand Group. 66%? Yeah. What so, can you possibly do that you would earn a 66% cash flow margin? Well, I can tell you that. Not actually report the sales. So, for example, uh. if you're – this happens in drug distribution where drug distributors buy pharmaceuticals from the drug companies billions and billions and billions of dollars. They take ownership. They sell them, and they get like a 3% markup, which is, makes sense. They're just moving it. They show a gross margin of like 3%, right? Right. But then you've got other companies – like Express Scripts and these uh, pharmacy benefit managers, they don't take ownership of the drugs. They sell drugs too, but they don't take ownership. And so imagine, instead of reporting 105% profit, you report that 5% as your revenue. revenue yeah. So your revenue is vastly lower, but now you're showing very high EBITDA margins in your service company. Right. So that's what I think you got going on here. Royalties, service, they're not actually. This company is a, uh, they own brands, and they own a bunch of good ones. That's why I'm interested. I mean, in any they, these guys own, at the same time, London Fog. Yeah. I mean, that's about as square as you get. And uh, a fashion name called Mud. Mud. You ever wear yeah. any of that? Uh, not on I mean, purpose. not intentionally. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, well, they've got, you know, Joe Boxer. Rampage. Sounds like yeah. a movie. With yeah, it's all over. Sylvester Dan Stallone. In it. it looks like a mix of uh, women's wear. Field Crest is towels. towels. I remember that. This is just a, probably a mishmash of failed brands at the original companies. And these guys pick them off. They figure they can organize teams a little more effectively. They can sell a little more effectively, you know. Uh, who, who knows? But they think you've seen this one occasionally. They organize these brands, and they're a brand yep. management company. They find they do uh, they put these names on everything: clothing, uh, you know, uh, footwear, beauty, yep. fragrance, yep. home, et cetera, et cetera. And so they get these giant margins. Yeah, yep. yeah. So why are we talking about it? Well, in addition to the great margin, uh, they've got a decent valuation. So as I've said on past shows. If you're a value guy, you don't have to screen on valuation. Screen on the metric that you want and then look through it and find the cheap ones and the ones that you're apt to like. The thing I like about this is it's brands. So brands, are brands in the ascension or the descension? You know, that's what you have to ask yourself. I think we have a long path, and it's continuing, of brands in the ascension 
and uh, you know you can punch through. Is that and, an astrological sort yeah, of thing? Brands yeah. in the ascension. Well, just just think, the idea of having your little corner store, and and you know it's just Joe's. You know, you, you need to organize your name, your brand, your image, and so the knowledge of how to create a brand and have its, you know, have a successful impact on the market. I think is a learned skill, and if you have it, there's a value. Uh, there's though. some advantage nope, nope. in some yeah, fashion, is. and and I think ultimately, you know, there's fewer and fewer private uh, businesses, you know, mom and pops around in most things, and and so these guys have this broad list, and uh, it's it's seven times EBITDA, mm-hmm. which I like. That's if I flip that over, one over seven is fourteen percent cash on cash return. It's got a high enterprise value to sales, but you would expect that in a high-margin business because each dollar of sales is delivering a lot of profit. Uh, the price to book is 0.9. And I think, to me, what's interesting about that, Mo, is that, you know, book is uh, oftentimes represents what they've paid for these brands. Now, you'd have to go through and look and see if they've written anything off, but we've got all the assets here in front of us, and I don't see any write-offs. Yep. And yep. Other than most recently, there was a small one, ten percent. I don't know. Maybe that was it wasn't due to a loss, so maybe they did have a write off. But you know, you maybe really are buying this cheaper than they paid for it. All right. So. Well, let me ask you a question. Uh, take a look at the uh, EPS um, expectations. Yeah. And um, one week ago, one month ago, three yeah. months ago, they're all, nice. the the numbers are coming down. Yeah. And um, in you know, in theory, we're seeing. Uh, early stage recovery, so I wonder, hmm, what's going on there? I don't know. Well, I don't know either, obviously. you got to do your own work. But what often goes wrong with brands that they, you know, cause analysts to down-tick their numbers is that they're just not getting the sell-through per foot in the locations. The new thing isn't selling. They've given up some space in some stores. I mean, you'd have to go ask them what that's about. It could be that... uh, you know, they're not getting some pricing that they wanted or whatever. But it's not a lot, I would right. say. It's just right. ticking down a little bit. And there is a backdrop that is fairly favorable to at least clothing. And these guys do a lot of other things. But uh, to the extent that apparel is a big factor. And that is that people are always going to be wearing clothes. Well, they're wearing clothes. The fashion cycles are, um, you know, they're always faster, faster. But I don't think people pay as much attention to that these days. But no, what I was going to say is cotton prices are falling. So they peaked uh, last year. Cotton got to, I think, record levels. Hmm. And it's been backing off. And to the extent that they don't have to give up price, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're going to pick up some margin. Well, you're seeing that 61%, 64%, 66% margin, 68% forecasted. Yeah. So, that yeah, that does make some sense. You know, it, uh, another simple metric that looks interesting is it's, uh, it's nine and a half times earnings and it tends to trade according to this five-year average is 14 the low is seven so we're not quite you know don't ever expect to get stuff on the low that's just luck if you do and so leave that to professionals like us leave it to just being lucky i mean you know you can't always get it perfectly but it just uh it it seems cheap now the the thing you'd have to go the, the work to go do is have they lost any big customers that's one uh do they uh, buy licenses from some firms instead of owning them, and they're about to run off, like their biggest selling product. They don't actually own the name, something like that. It, you know, I don't have any idea. I don't cover this. We don't own this here in the shop. 
but uh, it, it certainly is interesting and worth a look because of the valuation. You do have this trend with cotton prices. We've got this little um, comparable list where yeah. uh, they look like the cheapest guy on the list. You know, and here's a thought, purely from a technical perspective, that in 2010, um, it's entirely possible on the recovery side, people pretty much knew what your thesis was. Cotton price is going to fall. You're going to really see some margin expansion. You're going to see a pickup on, in the retail side. So the stock was up 52% in 2010. Yeah, had a good year. And in 2011, it was down 15%. Now it's down another 6 You know what's happening? Yeah. It's growing into its own valuation. Yeah. So the question is, if it's fully grown into, if it, it, uh, these stocks always over-anticipate big news, and then it takes them two years to kind of grow into it. If they have, hmm, you set a nice kind of technical platform for the stock to start to take off again. Well, there's another element. I mean, part of the, part of the stock movement, I think, is the movement in sales, but there's also been some stuff going on in the balance sheet. So um, oh, I'm looking at seven years of history. There's been a consistent increase in the share count the whole way. Mm -hmm. So back in 07, they added uh, Holy big, yeah, big, a big jump, uh, another little jump, shares, yeah. a little jump, a little jump, a little jump. So either that's uh, compensation to executive stock you know, uh, options and things like that turning into shares, uh, but you know what I think? You know what I think? I think they were in the process of acquiring these brands with stock. Right. That's a perfect... That, that Which is, is how you would... I mean, the company was only formed in 1978. Yeah. They got an awful lot of brands. No, I think that's exactly right. That's a, right. Good, that's a good point. Um, the other thing, though, that I see is while that stock uh, shares outstanding has been going up, look at the debt number, Mo. They mm -hmm. managed to pay off. Mm -hmm. So... In 07, they had $650 million in debt, mm -hmm. and they had uh, 61 million shares. Mm -hmm. According to this, and again, you'd have to check it, but in 2012, zero debt, mm -hmm. and the share count is uh, also zero. So the, maybe they just don't have that information. Let's go back to 2011, mm -hmm. um, 311 million in debt down from 650 four years earlier, so they've got this nice sort of 50, yep. 70 million dollar a year debt reduction going on. And they're also, um, you know, the share count is pretty stable um, in a year when the debt came down. So clearly they're not selling stock to pay down debt. They must be generating a fair amount of cash flow. And if you look at the EBITDA numbers, they sort of mirror the decline in debt, at least in 2011. So it appears management has a commitment, uh, just judging by their actions, to get this debt paid down and improve their uh, you know, their assets to uh, equity ratio. One last thing so we don't overanalyze this, or maybe we'll just do one mega analysis of one company. But here's another interesting thing to look at. If you look at um, to what happened in 2009, share count went from 61 to 68, and then in 2010, share count went up to 75. So yeah. a huge outflow of shares, my guess is they were buying tons of, uh, of, of other companies, and uh, if you take out the financial crisis, the big decline, and you look at what that stock's done over that whole yeah. period, it's been a very, very consistent, smart for them to use their shares, purchasing good, purchasing good brands, um, so you have a pretty good long-term 2006 story, it's working. Yeah. Um, 
So who knows if it's if it's plateaued out and it's ready for another surge? Looks interesting. Yeah. So I, I like it. We've so, got to got to look up what mud is. Maybe we're not wearing uh, the cool stuff. I don't think we are, Mo. Let's face it. What else is in here? Uh, Mosimo, Mosimo. I don't even know what that is. Mishka, Bat Bongo. Oh, now candies. I know. Those are the shoes with the with the they had plastic an ad campaign that uh, very provocative. My eye a few years ago. Yeah. Anyway, okay. What else Next. do we have going on here? Next up. Nevson Resources. Nevson Resources. That's right. Ticker NSU. Why are we doing this one, Mo? Because they mine gold in ah, Africa. Gold in Africa. Yep. So, uh, again, we're not, you know, picking industries here. This just came This came to us, again, right. off a margin screen. Yep. So it's true. And, you, and, and, and there's some fascinating, there's some really fascinating. Look at, um, let me ask you, before we get into the valuation. Yeah. What's going on? Oops. There's a this is a this is a market cap of um, seven hundred million. Yeah, pretty small. Seven hundred, pretty small, bite tiny, size, tiny, small cap, if you will. Seven analysts. Something's up with that, Mo. Well, you know what? Here's what I think. I think the swag is good. Yeah. I yeah, remember. Sure. I remember. Well, I was an analyst. I wanted to follow the cruise industry. Yeah. Because I'd need to do <laughs> a little due diligence out there. Well, sure. If you're following a gold company. What do you get in the mail? Right? I, or what do you get when you go to the conferences? Did gold, you know guys that covered, gold bars. That, you know, I, I knew guys that covered Disney for kind of one They got free I DVDs well, and I stuff. Mean, they take you down there every year yeah. to yeah. Disney World, and you bring your family, and it's all expenses, and it was a fabulous time. And, and you know, Disney had at that time, and I don't, I don't follow it. Is that why you took them so no, often to Disneyland? No, not no. But I'm just saying there were 50 people. Covering Disney, do they really need that? Is it that complicated? No, but it's that much fun. Yeah, yeah and they would smart. just take care of you. And uh, you know, you may be onto something with that. Moment. That's. I think the swag's got to be really great. Yeah. And there's another one last big picture thing. Like some fireplace tools from these guys. Really? You no, know? wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, depending on the, the melting real thing. temperature. Right. Steel. And congratulations! Ah, I just want to say. Yeah. Thank you. Happy sixtieth. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, I mean, yeah. Sixth. Yeah. What's one of those? It's one of those. Is yeah. it sixth? Yeah. No. Eleventh. It is. Eleventh. I knew Could it was. Could be. 11th. I don't want to say too much. Happy eleventh anniversary, yeah. and Thank you're you. supposed to give. Uh... Well, this year it's stainless steel, Mo. That's what the yeah. yeah. But, Great. Uh, thank you. Yeah, she doesn't know anything about that. Paper, glass, yeah, and you stainless stay steel. It. Yeah. Right. That's good. Stainless steel. Yeah, eleven. Anyway. All you 11s. Anyway, we're losing our place. Sorry, I was you just. Know, I was, fast forward right through this part. I, I was just going to say with Nevson, one of the things, big picture, you have to be careful of is the stock was down twenty six percent in two thousand eleven, twenty six thirty six percent in two thousand twelve. Isn't that just gold coming down? No, in price? you know what? Here's one of the big. We should probably throw up a gold chart. Here's one know. of the strategic things you got to look at when you look at these companies. They need to make sure that they pick their warlords appropriately. When you're working in Africa, those guys need to, they can kill enough to stay in power, but not so much that, you, you know. You don't want they, to upset everyone. Yeah, so look at what's happening with Charles Taylor from yeah. Libya. Boom, he's getting, you know, yeah. he's on trial now. And uh, all of these companies that were basing their business model on him, boof. So I don't know. The thing that worries me is down two Liberia, years in a row. Is that where he was no, no. I'm saying, are these guys in with the wrong warlords in Africa? I, they could be. You know, there's not. That's one. Of, you know who you need for that? 
Who? I think U.S. Trust has a division uh, that knows a lot about just that. Just looks up. Because if yeah. these guys are with the right warlords, it's kind of like, uh, you know, you want drug companies in the right sector. That's yeah. so. No, that's where you find that. They but know so, what to do. Good story. Yeah. Tell me, what do, you, do you like I, the numbers? Well, I don't know. You know, it's, it's well, here's what I'll point out. I'm a, I'm, I don't know much about gold, really. Uh, it's got a 78% EBITDA Ooh, margin. I mean, again, that's amazing. It's probably just they. It's just a fee-oriented structure. So you should show your wife this and tell her so, what an overrated commodity gold is. Well, I, you know, I think what happens is these guys. There, it says here they explore gold and base metal. They engage in the acquisition, exploration, and development of mineral properties in Africa through its top secret subsidiaries. I just threw that part in, but that's what they do. And so I bet the price of gold, the value of the gold doesn't flow through here. It's sort of a service fee mm -hmm. minus costs. Mm -hmm. And Which so suggests that's a very sustainable yeah, margin. And this might represent their whole revenue of five hundred million or three hundred million or whatever. It looks that's obviously volatile. Might just be a one percent fee. Mm-hmm. On the value of the gold that's moving through their hands, which would be three hundred million, so that would be like thirty billion. Again, if it's one percent, right? Thirty billion dollars of gold moving through their hands, which I don't. We have a calculator. Thirty billion. What's that? Nine zeros. Uh, and then gold is a thousand an ounce or something yeah. like that. I don't know what the hell. So that's thirty million ounces of gold. And how many pounds wow. is that? I don't, yeah, let's figure that out. I'll multiply that by Point divide two. it by sixteen, right? Ounces. ounces. Yeah, sixteen, right? Mm -hmm. That's uh, one point nine million pounds. How many tons wow. is it? <laughs> Next. All right. Let's. Uh, so anyway, so here's what I like about it. First, I don't know anything about the gold market. I will note that uh, three months ago, all the analysts dramatically reduced their estimates, and the stock went from uh, 7 to 3. So why am I looking at this thing? Well, it came up on this yield screen, but I pulled it out of the pile because it's trading at 1.1 times EBITDA. Mo, that's 100% return. So if you buy this, if they just keep doing whatever the heck they're doing for one year, you get all your money back in one year. That's a one-year payback. Hmm. I mean, if you bought the company, you know, you don't actually get that. But theoretically, mm -hmm. the enterprise value, we all bought the company. We'd have to come up with uh, how much would we need? $471 million. So you'd make a few calls, call right. a couple of desks over right. your company there. Right. And, you know, we'd pull together a little couple things. And we could buy this company, and then we'd be earning one times that in one year. It's amazing. So I'm attracted to that. Now it could be. And that given what our bonuses are probably going to look like this year, that's even that. more amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. okay. So actually, we're up to a pretty good start. I know that the deal flow is not so good. I read something about something bad happening to investment bankers. I hope that doesn't affect your your team, Mo. But in any case, we just run money over here, small cap. We're off to a pretty good start. Anyway. Uh, one times EBITDA. I like that. It's 1.4 times books, so whatever you're buying here, I don't think you write stuff off in gold mining. I mean, maybe you do. I don't know. But uh, it's only a 40% premium on the cost. So 
you know, once you bring it out, mine it, do whatever you do. You know, I don't, I don't understand all that, but that looked pretty cheap to me. And then five times earnings. So, again, I don't know what happened three months ago. Everyone downticked their estimates. Stock one times EBITDA. And, and, they, and they had a decline in sales, and the, it just might be the investment community pointing out well, they're going to have a decline. It's happened. Yeah, all the analysts turned negative. They probably oh. all went to sell. You know, what else could you do? Look at that. Yeah. Things fallen. You know, sales fell a lot. Sales are down a lot, but um, sometimes, you so know. So if, sales, if you think sales are going to evaporate, don't buy the stock. If you, sell, if you think sales are going to take even just a little bit of a downtick, it's only $3.50. If you, let's say you're in a theater. It's burning, burning down. Would you run in to try to get some uh, some Twizzlers? I'm like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, Me I too. Would, yeah. So that's what. All right. There's a there's yeah. a lesson there. <laughs> and if so, anyone, next up. Yes. Uh, you know, and if there's a little burn, you, you heal. Now right? this you is got some this is what some of your clients wish they had. Portfolio uh, Recovery Associates. Re- uh, really, really. P R A A. They hire. Yeah. You know, kneecap breakers to go uh, no, no, after no, portfolio managers. No, that, they don't. That, I, you know, no. and I was thinking I would hire them to go after and get some of my Lehman Brothers bonds. So Your Lemas? My Lemas. Um, leave it something. Yeah. yeah. Leave I, it with us and you'll never see it again. Lee Woo. Yeah. Okay, well, let That's me... That's not what they do? No. Let me put a little a little more accuracy in it. I mean, that was a good estimate of what they do, but it's a financial and business services company. They engage in the detection, collection, processing of both unpaid and normal course accounts receivable. So I'm glad they made that distinction, whatever that is. And uh, what? Originally owed to credit grantors, governments, retailers, and others. So it's a collection agency, right? Right. And uh, we are in a period of more difficult uh, credit and a higher you know, rate of default on various things. And these guys have a nice history of growth. They have not had a down year. Uh, sales are $540 million. We screened on margin, so that's why this thing is coming up. And, you know, you know, as a collection agency, one of the things you look for is these guys have been investigated by the Senate subcommittee on racketeering and illegal activities. And, yeah, and if you what? are... Where does yeah, it say that? Well, you have to read it in the fine print, because what's great <laughs> is that if you have been investigated, you know that your collection numbers yeah. are going to be much higher be than higher. generally the com- than companies yeah. that haven't been investigated. I'm not, uh, I'm that not may explain the margins. Here, may explain yeah. the margins. I think you've got a fee situation. So 39% EBITDA margins... Uh, the net margin here uh, is in the 20s, so I like that very much. And again, the uh, looks like you're getting a call. Uh, the valuation here is 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 cheap. Now these guys don't report EBITDA, and I, I couldn't exactly tell you why, other than interest and 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 that type of thing is part of their their business. Um, or you know, EBITDA is uh, is really gross margin and things like that. So they, they may not have a lot of operations. They're just taking a spread, you know, between what they can acquire something at and what they ultimately get paid at. And so, but they do report um, a net margin of 20. I said that. They have a return on assets that's in the upper single digits to, uh, you know, the 10% estimated for this year. And with a little bit of leverage, 
there in the mid-teens on return on it on uh, equity. So that's pretty respectable. The uh, price to cash flow, now I don't have all the detail, and I don't know what that is. It's probably just uh, operating cash flow, is seven times. So again, you, you the inverse, 14% cash on cash. PE is uh, uh, on the forward years, 10 trailing 12 again that's pretty reasonable in an environment with the long bond at two percent earnings estimates uh there was a big downtick three and six months ago by about 20 percent but we're still looking for an up year so someone just got a little aggressive did you uh, did you mention the long-term debt no no i did not look at that let's see 100 down 100 million yeah 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 since 2009 yeah. that's yeah, a good they're sign paying off some debt uh, shares outstanding, ticking up a little bit. So again, I don't know. Did they acquire somebody? Did they? You know, who knows what that's about? But you know, I don't know, Mo. It just it just popped out. It's a margin screen. So if we have that thirty nine percent EBIT margin. Yeah, they're good enough for the Senate subcommittee on racketeering. I don't. They're they're good enough for me. I'm not seeing that here. Oh, is that must be in your copy? Anyway, so that's portfolio recovery. Uh, we oh. didn't sound that excited about that one. I don't know. I, I kind of Where are your shout-outs? And then we had two shout-outs. Uh, one was LTC Properties, which we've had come up in a couple of past screens. I think, you know, I don't know, uh, maybe enterprise value to EBITDA, something like that. You know, we've talked about this in the last few weeks, and I think we've had some listeners write in and say they, they enjoy companies that pass more than one screen. Well, They basically own old-age homes, Yeah, which is where a lot of those listeners actually wrote in from. It could be the from. very ones that are there, yeah. yeah. And then the other shout-out was, uh, what, you, you liked one. Uh, Iridium. Iridium, yeah. Now, Iridium, this is the cell phone. Now, I have a problem with Iridium. This is the cell phone. Yeah. Um, that you can use anywhere in the world is you know it's like yeah. seven or the eight satellites yeah it's seven or eight dollars a minute and um, so if you're you know if you're in the Nile or in the top of Mount Everest you use an iridium phone to make your or, telephone call anywhere in the world here's or on the, Staten Island or something or, like that here's the problem yeah. or uh, yeah where you live you'd probably need an yeah, iridium we phone it. but last week Apple conference call. Apple's pretty much saturated North America. They've saturated Europe. Now they're in the process of saturating their developing countries. They are saying that their next big area are the indigenous tribes of Bongo Bongo, um, North Korea. Really? Yes. So all North of, Korea, really. All, but all of these places, places with no wires, no infrastructure. Where you would normally use an iridium phone. I see. So yeah. possible that they are huh. going to now begin being replaced with the uh, Apple iPhones that are basically oh, you think they may buy there's a buyout opportunity here from uh, Apple you, you okay know. well wow so you heard it here um, now uh, you know I have a question Mo should we do it's late into the show we're at the 30 what are we? we're very late into the show we have not yet prepared our Trends. favorite segment of the show walking through National economic trends. Now, should we pause the show and go and do that, or yes, bag yeah. it? No, do it. Okay, do it. ladies and gentlemen, hold on. We're going to go uh, spend a little time at the copy machine. Kill a we'll tree. Right hold on. Hello, everybody. We're back, and uh, Oh and I have just spent uh, hours hours combing through this stuff. Um, 
And so we're looking at national economic trends from April 2012. If you go to the website of the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis, all this stuff's free. It's everything you ever wanted to know about the economy. There's also a companion called National Monetary Trends, where the scariest stuff is, and we only do that when there's no children listening, which right, we did a couple weeks ago. X-rated show. Yeah. Uh, but we're just paging through. You can go download this yourself, and we try to come up with a couple things each week that might be interesting for those of you that you know want to hear something interesting. Did, Who knows? Did, did you make a smiley face on the interest rate chart? I did, actually. Yeah. Is that a some sort of a technical well, use, something uh, you use in-house here? Well, I, first I, thing. Because we don't use the, those. No, I understand. The smiley face is not widely used. But here... My my family's waiting for me. I'm late. So I just, you know, a lot of times in national economic trends, sh- I might shorthand. find something in the back, but here I, I found something in the front, the first page, and I was happy about it because we can get you know, going. I got to get going. Yeah, my wife just, uh, she needs me home. Anyway, the thing I would note is that um, the 10-year treasury uh, just ticked up. And the reason that's noteworthy is that it had just only really been ticking down for uh, about a year. It did have one quick uptick, you know, back in the fall, but it's now off 2%. So uh, what does that mean? Well, if the price of money goes up, it means the demand for money is probably going up. And the reason that's good is it means people feel like they have something to do with it. And that's a change from everyone kind of moping around thinking they don't have they have nothing to or do with it. Or it could be early onset inflation. Well, it could for be. For which there is no known cure. Well, well let's hope we're, that that's we're not what it is. We're taking the cure right here. Exactly. But it could be, you know, it could be that. It could be let's anticipation hope. of that. Okay, we're paging through. Uh, we should get some theme I'm, music for how paging. About, how about page, what do you have? page, page seven. seven? Wow, you've. It's a rant. You've paged really. You have a rant? It's a rant. Okay, sure. All right. Interest rates since 1987. Yeah. Okay, so it's been bouncing along the bottom line. We were talking about this before at the break. It's been bouncing along at the bottom line for between .0001 and .000001. How do you show those changes every week on a graph like this? Well, that's a good. That should get taken up with the oh, protocol department. Definitely update the graph. Yeah. Hey, just a shout out to the Federal Reserve. You guys get on the ball, or maybe have like a, a zoom in on this part that yeah. just showed zero to point one, and they could find because that, that little part of the graph. Yeah. I can't remember. This is, why reprint the same why thing every single yeah. week? Anyway, end a rant. Okay. Well. Oh. Okay, here's one I have. I'm going to go because you jumped to page seven. I'm going to, I got to jump back to page six. Now, in page six, and we haven't talked about this before on the show because it gets a little tricky. Okay, and, but they, they break up GDP, gross domestic product, into the G and the D and the P, all three components. All the letters. Yeah. Yeah. So you have, uh, Final sales, consumption, fixed investment, government, net exports, changes in inventory, and residual, which I think means fudge factor. Yeah. That's how I used That's to have a, a residual number. in one of my models. Yeah. Okay, and what I would note is, you know, the buzz of late uh, has been that, you know, GDP kind of slow down, you know, things are slowing down, employment slowing down. Well, here's what I'm going to say to that, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of times you have people reporting first quarter 
And it's always a seasonally adjusted number, right? Seasonally adjusted. And what I'm going to suggest to you, ladies and gentlemen, is that just means it's wrong. Because when you seasonally adjust, what are you doing? You're taking the average season over the last 20 years, and you're adjusting your data to correspond to the average season. But right. guess what you never have? The average season, it's always a different. So I don't like the seasonally adjusted number Q4 to Q1 or any Q to any other Q. I like actual numbers. Unseasoned Unseasoned, numbers. Unseasoned. Yeah. Completely unseasoned. And organic. Year over year. Yeah. Because I think last year at the same time has more in common with this year than last quarter. So with that, I'm going to say final sales in the first quarter of 2012, and this is just simply uh, you know, one of the components. Yep. It's the F component of GDP, right. the FS, final sales. It was 1.61%. That's annualized, of course. That means divide that by four if you want to know the real number. Uh, and last year, it was 0.04. Big improvement. Big improvement right. year over year. The other number, consumption. Last year, 1.47. This year, 2.0. So that's up 30%. Uh, residential investment. Obviously, kind of a big drag on the, the economy. But a big driver when it picks up. Yeah, right. and so last year, it was a slight negative contribution. This year, 40 bips. And if you look, that's basis points. And if you look, it's it's well, there was a number back here, but it's it's among it's the second highest number on the page. And then the other, I'll just throw out one other one, and that is government, which has been a drag on GDP for every number on this page, six, seven consecutive quarters. But last year, the federal government was an 82 basis point drag. This quarter, only 0.46, 46, like, getting better. Move the election cycle. We're, yeah, yeah. And improve the same with state and local. So point, that's my, we're just walking through national yeah. economic trends. GDP, the pundits saying one thing, value saying another thing. Yep. Looking good. We know Looking we're good. right, too. Okay. What else you got? Is that it? No. How oh. about page nine? Page nine. Okay. Top right-hand oh, side. Oh, I love Oil, this Oil, natural gas. You know, yeah. I don't follow this industry, but I just saw in the New York Times today that uh, this guy McClellan, who uh, created Chesapeake Energy, you know, basically a land grab sort of scheme yeah. that turned into an oil and gas company, but mostly gas. Uh, stock's getting pummeled. The guy's probably on the way out. And I didn't realize how bad. Look at the, look at this chart. I didn't know that. Yeah. Natural uh, natural gas futures yeah. um, in 2008 were 55 bucks per million BTUs. Yeah. Did, what, do you, what does that look like? It's going down to four? Yeah. Well, uh, natural Ouch. gas prices, you know, all this. I knew they uh, were down. I didn't know they were yeah, down this that fracking. much. Well, I mean, we own a, we have some coil, uh, coil. We have a couple of coal plays here in the shop, and they've been pummeled. I mean, they're down seventy percent. Uh, you know, one year we, we've actually uh, we, we we've added a little bit. It's taken the opportunity to improve our quality, but. Um, you know, we just we, we were looking at some arch coal recently because, you know, ultimately, coal still is the cheapest way to make electricity. India and China are not yet at that Maslow's hierarchy of needs level where they're as worried about the environment as we are because they still have people that don't have running right. water and things right. like that. So, uh, yeah, gas here in America 
has really pummeled coal. Probably good for the uh, economy because as the uh, it as is. the price of gas goes up in your car, the price you're heating your house goes down a little bit this winter. Well, so the other thing I saw on this, I mean, is that uh, Dow Chemical, I think it's Dow, I read in the paper uh, last week, is building uh, a big uh, manufacturing plant for, I believe, uh, insecticides and such or fertilizer, but in America, and that's been a long time. You know, the next wave of manufacturing, if these gas prices stay down like this, this is a local market. This is only happening in America. Oil, that's a national, that's a world commodity. Gas is specific to where you can get it in these pipelines. We're doing the fracking. America right now has a giant edge in energy because of this, these gas prices, and right. the next wave of manufacturing could happen a, here. And who knows if it becomes a big export. Yeah, item. right. Yeah. So, okay, anything else? Um, uh, no. Page uh, 13, let me 13, ask you 13, let's finish it up. So you uh, circled it, too. I did. What? But, but it's not a smiley face. It's a just, I, see, look at this. We have matching circles. Oh, yeah. How right? about that? Real disposable personal income. Yeah. My circle is actually, I think Much circle, more circular. Yeah, yeah, it's better looking. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, what do you why think? did two? I circle that? I did, too. There's a two down well, quarters in a row. Well, two down in a row. We haven't seen that since early 2011. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I would know. Look at the scale, though. It's down percent change. 0.2 percent. I know, I know, I know. But so, the, assuming it, but it's just you look at two. Yeah, is that I mean, months? Yeah, I think I think so. But if you have a thousand dollars, and you're down 0.2 percent, uh, that means you're down two dollars yeah, yeah, on a thousand. Uh, all right, fair so enough. So I don't know. I, I don't but, know. But exactly I. But what this this is the way. I hope it's noise. Right. This is the way people feel. Real disposable personal income is probably correlated with. Like, how, how comfortable are you financially? So when those two numbers go down, you think, ooh, pain and suffering. Well, here's what I actually also thought about that. Mm -hmm. Wall Street bonuses. Down. Down, and down enough to affect this number. I mean, you know, yeah. when, when, when the street's not paid. Oh, trust me. Do you know what? These numbers we're, change. We're, we, have to, we have to go, we're going to net jets. You know, we can't even afford you can't to have fly your own. our own. You net. have to rent uh, jets it's, now? How embarrassing. If it wasn't, you know what, though? If it wasn't everybody, it would be At least you may have a chance to meet Warren. So Yeah. Uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening in this week. It's been another uh, 50 minutes with the value guys. Uh, so thanks for that. We enjoy uh, doing these shows. So I guess did it's a fair notice, deal. Did you notice the, uh, the cleaning ladies? Yeah, she liked it. She, she came back with five of her did friends. She? They oh, were yeah, sitting outside. Hey, there you are. Hey, how are you? Uh, so we've got some groupies in here. Uh, so anyway, see all our caveats, indexes to past shows, pictures our moms took, et cetera, at www.thevalueguys.com. And thanks for listening in, everybody. Have a good weekend.